Hello, hello. My first time using calling. Hello, guys. This is the Human Behavior Show. And hosting this on Call-In App. Super excited to be doing this. Let me just invite my co-host. Okay, perfect. So looking forward to kind of doing this recording. Um, and we'll be kicking off in a second. Perfect. Hey, Sana. Hey, Saheb. How's it going? Oh, good. So I'm looking forward to this first episode of the Human Behavior Show. So welcome, everyone. Just doing a bit of an introduction. So this is going to be a bit of a recording. Um on call-in. Um, so first of all, welcome to the Human Behavior Show. This is kind of a show that started from the Human Behavior Club that I run on Clubhouse. Uh, here today, it's going to be hosted by myself, Dr. Sohaib Imtiaz, also known as the Digital Doctor, and my co-host, Sana Khan, who hosts with me on Clubhouse. Um, we did a room on artificial intelligence, a series of rooms on artificial intelligence, and we used to do it every week. So super excited to kind of get an introduction in, talk about my background, the human behavior background, as well as what we have coming up here on the Human Behavior Show. So kind of super excited for that. Um, and to kick things off, um, Sana, why don't you kind of describe your background and then I'll go into mine. Yeah, of course. So my background is in data science. Um I have quite a bit of experience in mental health and um, being a data scientist, um, and I've recently pivoted into product management. Um, yeah, so I guess kind of wanted to start off and just kind of ask a little bit more on your background. Thanks, Anna. That's super exciting that you've gone from data science to product management. I think that involves so many different skills that we definitely discuss here on the Human Behavior Club when it comes to behavioral science and tech. So yeah, so I'm Dr. Sahib, medical background, medical doctor by background, and I do have a medical background. Um, I'm super interested in tech. Um, involved with a lot of health tech companies. So you probably see me involved as a sleep doctor for Crescent Health, an aesthetic doctor for the skin console. I have my own app, a relationship wellness app called Amelie. And as well as that, I'm a medical advisor at a health communications company called Hava. So I do a, a range of things, but what everything has in common is I'm super interested in behavior and how to change behavior. So everything my brand, The Digital Doctor, is about is how to optimize your health as well as how we can make healthier behavior choices. So that's what I'm super interested in. And also looking to the future, Sana, and how we got you know, introduced was over tech and the possibilities with artificial intelligence. And that's why we started hosting that show, uh, the AI show on Clubhouse, on the Human Behavior Club, which was pretty popular. We would pose like a question every week, and we just have a whole host of like experts and audience members come up and share what they think the future looks like. So super interested in the future and I'm looking forward to kind of sharing on what I've learned 
getting some very interesting guests on this show as well. So I also have a newsletter, um, The Digital Doctor on Substack. So you can definitely subscribe that to find out more about my background and what I do. Um, but the key thing is, is that I want to be able to kind of do topics that the audience is interested in. So feel free to like DM me as these podcasts go out. They'll be available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. I'm super excited for that. We're going to try and keep them to half an hour so they're succinct and a lot of people can listen to them and give us feedback and we can get through more episodes that way. So Sana, um, obviously we kicked off this podcast um, and this is going to be an extension of the Human Behavior Club. Um, so um, I guess I'll go into that. Yeah, no, um, I do remember the AI rooms that we held. Um, we had a quite a few of, um, very interesting conversations, um, and kind of how AI definitely plays a role in so many things other than just technology. Um, but I guess I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, kind of the beginnings of like the human behavior club and kind of how you started and how it was built. Yeah, the AI rooms are super fun, and we'll try and do a few podcasts on AI as well. And yeah, my story of Clubhouse, a very interesting story. So, as you know, the pandemic struck. I was working in the hospital at the time, and I was trying a lot of beta apps. That Sana, I've sent you a lot of invites to, by the way. And um, trying these apps, I started my newsletter where I would just inform people interested in health and tech about what's happening, the future, keep them up to date. So as the pandemic struck, we all got trapped inside. There was a new app. The whole buzz on the internet was around this app called Clubhouse. And a lot of people have heard me talk about it to death, but all these VCs and Silicon Valley tech people were really hyped up about Clubhouse. And I kept seeing it. And I was like, when can I get access? I really wanted, I really had the FOMO. You could only get access through invites if you knew an insider. Super, super exclusive. You had people like Will I Am. You had people like um, John Mayer. You had Oprah even turn up. And everyone was just watching on the internet, watching these VCs just go crazy about this app called Clubhouse. So for about two, three months, I was following the Twitter buzz and I was writing my newsletter. As I published, I think, my fourth or fifth newsletter, um, by chance, someone who was part of that crew read my newsletter and he was like hey here's an invite to clubhouse i think you would really benefit for this i really loved what you wrote about all these new apps i find it very useful so myself putting myself online led to this opportunity so if i hadn't put myself online or started my newsletter thought about okay what will people think you know people might think you know this is lame people might think what are you doing wasting your time what are you achieving who's going to read your newsletter i would have never got my invite to clubhouse it was all due to literally writing my newsletter so i jumped to the clubhouse pretty interesting place it was kind of like a radio show meets a social room where you could hop on and you had all these interesting people in the early days um you had people who were you know either known in the tech space or silicon valley or you had celebrities and they're all worried about covid so they were isolated at home they were bored so clubhouse was kind of where they were at and I would just bump into different people in different rooms. It was just like surfing from one room to another. And you never knew who you'd bump into. I mean, I bumped into Alexa Dell. She's the heir of the, the Dell, the Dell computer network, if you know. Um, bumped into her, bumped into uh, Daniel Sturridge, who's a footballer. Um, 
there were just so many random, interesting people that I would otherwise never meet at like a cocktail party or whatever that I bumped into at Clubhouse. So it was like networking on steroids for me. I was enjoying every minute. I was probably spending about four or five hours on the app, uh, making a name for myself, being from the UK, being one of the only users from the UK, as well as um, being able to kind of, you know, talk about COVID and medicine and being one of the only doctors there as well. There's a few others I got to network with. So it was just a, a very interesting, a weird experience, Clubhouse, but it was addictive. Once you hopped on, you wanted to come on all the time. And the pandemic definitely led to that increase in, in usage. But then clubs launched and these clubs were these entities that you could form. And I thought of it as like a community. So naturally I could have done something. I could have done health club. I could have done health tech club, but not many people would join. Only doctors or tech people would join. And I wanted a broader audience. I've always been interested in behavioral science. Um, I went to Imperial Business School for a year during my medical school studies. And I really wanted to know how the mind works, how we think through things and how we make decisions as humans. So what I did was I submitted a club called Human Behavior Club. I DM'd literally three or four people I just met on Clubhouse and, and I was like, hey, do you want to do this show with me? One girl was from marketing background. Uh, this woman was from Snapchat. This guy was from Spotify. Then we had um, Emily as well. She had a very interesting uh, background. So a bunch of us basically started doing the show under this club I founded. For about a month, we would just turn up. Maybe 20 people were there. Bit of just, you know, shoot the shot, shit, just say anything, you know. We, we were just like very informal, <laughs> like just discussing anything about human psychology or anything we, we found interesting. And slowly from September to December, we started getting increased size of audiences. My club was still pretty small. Like I would say it was around 5,000 members by November. And then I started thinking, wait, why don't I send invites to people I've interviewed. So I used to work at a startup called Always, a mental health startup, and I did a lot of podcasts with sleep experts, nutrition, exercise physiologists, dietitians, etc. So I was like, hey, let me bring them on. So I sent them invites, had some very interesting people come on, and our audiences grew a little. And I was like, let me just do this consistently. So I started doing that. And as we reached Christmas time, New Year's time, my club had reached a following of 10,000 members which was not the largest, but it was in the top 10 clubs. It was one of the clubs that was growing very quickly. And then January hit and um, invites became more abundant. There were more invites for the app. There's a lot of buzz on Twitter by now. Clubhouse had launched about nine months ago. A lot more people had heard about it. Everyone was trying to get an invite. There was sales um, on eBay. <laughs> people were buying invites. Um, and yeah, there was this curiosity. Everyone was like, what is Clubhouse? What's Clubhouse? Let's get into Clubhouse. And I think, Sana, January was around when you joined as well. Is that correct? Yeah, it was January. Um, and I think I kind of got in with the first uh, major crowd kind of coming in or like the huge wave of people <laughs> that kind of joined. Yeah, you did. And that's where I bumped into you, actually. And wait, how did you find... Before I go into Karen's story, how did you find it when you joined Clubhouse? And social audio. Yeah, I thought it was different. It was a completely different concept. Um, for so many years, we've had this like idea of social media of just being pictures and not really 
dimensional to kind of include that voice aspect. It's always been separate. You've had podcasts and then you've had social media. So it's kind of interesting kind of combining the two. So having like that social audio component. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. It is very different. And and let's be honest, Sana, like a lot of the times <laughs> can't be bothered, like, you know, being video ready, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of effort on Clubhouse. You could, I was, I'll be honest, I was in the gym half the time at that time. And I'd be in Clubhouses listening or trying to speak or I was eating food or I was, you know, driving. <laughs> so the possibility was that you could sound clever and smart, but you didn't have to always look the part, you know? And I think that, it lowered that barrier for sure, you know? No, absolutely. And I guess it like kind of keeps a lot of biases of how people perceive when you talk, right? Yeah, that's an excellent point. And that's something we actually discussed on the Human Behavior Club. So yeah, so Sana and I met in January. Um, obviously, I knew you were a data scientist. We just started speaking. It was just that, that curiosity of, you know, you could just ping someone and just have a conversation. I remember our first conversation um, at the end of January. And I was like, hey, Sana, um, let's do a show. And I think I just, you know, I just proposed doing this show. Uh, if you remember that, and you were like, hey, okay, let's do it. No, absolutely. And I think it was around artificial intelligence and definitely the community was there. So I think we just had a lot of very insightful conversations around kind of the future of AI and all of that. Yeah, and on and, and another platform, I'd have to like, you know, find your contact details, email you, take you two weeks to reply. Then we have to arrange it. You might say no. But because I just pulled you into a room, you were able to kind of work out, okay, normal guy doing some interesting things with the Human Behavior Club. Okay, I have this expertise. I'll jump on with him. And we had Terry Fisher, and we just did that voice and AI room. And it was a success. And and then since then, we started co-hosting together. And, and I guess that was history. But... In January, so as I was saying, this January the 1st, this incredible growth happened and the algorithm kind of kicked in my favor as well. I guess the name being Human Behavior is a pretty good name. I mean, who's not going to join that? So we started growing like crazy. I remember just gaining about 100K followers by the end of January and then 100K in like February. And then there was a week in March, we gained 100K by itself. And before I knew it, the club was at 300,000. So from 10K January the 1st, to 300,000 somewhere in March. It was insane. I did not expect something I'd formed to get that big. And at the time, I remember thinking, okay, what's happening? Every day, I was spending five or six hours in Clubhouse. And I was trying to email guests, get everyone to speak, people emailing me. I had so many messages. I mean, suddenly I remember showing you my inboxes. <laughs> it was crazy, remember? Yeah, no, for sure. Like I was so overwhelmed and a lot of people wanted to come into Human Behavior Club. Um, obviously, we we're in the top five clubs by that point and then third club and it was all going pretty crazy. And at that time, you know, Will Ahmed messaged me. He's like, hey, Doc, get me on your, your clubhouse. And I was like reaching out to him the year before and now he was reaching out to me and you had people like Matteo from A-Sleep and you had all these incredible individuals. We hosted David Sinclair from Harvard uh, BJ Fogg made me do a Harvard session as well. So that success was leading to so many opportunities for me that it was pretty crazy. I just could not keep up at the time. So in March, there's this peak. February, there's this peak. And we see Elon Musk jump onto the platform. And it goes absolutely ballistic. 
the rooms <coughs> completely um, um, was full. I think 8,000 was the limit at that time. There were overflow rooms. Media was talking all about Elon Musk jumping on. Then Mark Zuckerberg jumped on. Clubhouse was like flying high and you just had so much buzz about it. It was insane. And me having, you know, the largest club, which it became in April, um, overtook Startup Club and became the largest club on Clubhouse. I just had this insane amount of attention that I was finding it hard to manage with all the opportunities thrown at me as well as the brands wanting to partner. And then all the people reaching out to me wanting to kind of come on the show. So it was pretty hard to kind of manage that. But that's essentially how the Human Behavior Club started to grow. Um, I mean, Sana, do you remember a lot of the shows we did? I mean, we got featured in the BBC, if you remember the, the Mind Lab show. Do you remember that one? Yeah, no. And that was a very interesting conversation with Will as well and Mind Labs. Um, but that was pretty insane to kind of get that much attention um, that quick to Human Behavior Club. Um I guess the next question would be like, what do you see in store for the Human Behavior Club kind of moving forward? Yeah, I guess that's exactly exactly what I want to go on to. And, and you remember, we did add now, we got featured by the BBC, then I got featured by Business Insider, um, and um, yeah, got a lot of attention. And then in April or May, reached half a million followers, the first club to reach half a million followers on Clubhouse. So that was a big, big kind of milestone. So in four months, I'd gone from like four to five months, I'd gone from 10k to 500k so almost 100k a month on average growth which is insane for any platform um and and i mean number of people who are such high profile that now knew who the digital doctor was 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 really insane for me because i could share so much of what i knew and what i was learning with so many people and i kind of loved that aspect of it and it and and sana i think i was doing rooms almost every day if you remember and i think a lot of that consistency so as i see other creators Consistency is key on any platform, be it TikTok, be it you know Instagram, Clubhouse, Twitter. The more consistent you can be and you can maintain that high quality, I ensured every speaker I brought on was of a certain caliber. And that's what drew the people in. And it was very interesting titles that I seemed to pick. And I had a lot of help from a lot of moderators. You see Sana here. There was a lot more people who helped us and did a lot of shows. And that's kind of what formed the Human Behavior Club and why it was so successful. And today, actually, we just reached 700,000 followers, Sana. So that's a big milestone. So congratulations to you and, and myself as well. Um, that's kind of an insane feat. No, absolutely. 700,000 is crazy, but I'm very, you know, excited for kind of the future um, and kind of all of this growth that you've had so far. Yeah, thanks, Sana. And yeah, the future, as you said, Let's kind of move on to that. So we've talked about with Digital Doctors, we talked about kind of how the Human Behavior Club was built, um, back to that success, um, how I made it successful, and now we'll be going into the kind of the future, or how I see the future. So what I see coming is, Sana, we see, I mean, you've said this to me, you say TikTok is super successful. You you think that's a successful platform, right? You think that's going to be the, is, is the next big thing. Oh, absolutely. I definitely think the amount of, you know, reach that TikTok has, um, you know, in terms of 
maybe similar social media platforms, uh, the amount of traction that a single video may get. Um, now, of course, Instagram has obviously been changing that with Reels, but I definitely do see that in store for TikTok versus other platforms. So I do want to ask, being like a data scientist, um, you see this kind of, you know, TikTok, um, you know, this huge growth or, or where, you know, influence will be. Do you think algorithms have a, have, a, have a lot to do with, you know, why certain platforms take off or why people want to gravitate towards them? Or do people just get bored of like the old apps? You know, I think that's, once again, I think that would be a very interesting you know, study to kind of see the rise and fall of different social media platforms. I do know there's been a couple articles that kind of came out on that. I think it has more to do with as, you know, we age and, and as new technology comes forth, um, there's new trends and there's a new need for specifics within different social media. Um, I know with TikTok, the reason that it's been so popular is because it seems more authentic to Gen Z, which is kind of the majority of the users on TikTok. So I think as we go, as things age and as we get into different generations, the need for different types of social media is definitely present there. Yeah, I love what you. I love what you just said, actually, and I would hundred percent agree with that. Especially with Gen Z changing expectations and generations. I mean, people said on Instagram, you have to be very put together almost. And TikTok, you can just be doing anything, right? It's it's kind of doesn't take that effort, or you're not displaying this kind of form of you know a, almost a fake form of yourself, which Instagram kind of blew up on. And when we look at platforms of behavioral science, we know there's certain things that enable people to kind of adopt you know, a behavior or using an app. And a lot of it is a entertaining content, content, like you said, things that are seamless, easy. We have a short attention span as we know. So TikTok does that five to 10 second videos, 30 second videos, a bit of music, quick attention grabbers, people moving. Right. Secondly, the barriers to entry are low. So to literally make a TikTok, you just need your phone. You don't need any kind of fancy, you know, camera or you know space etc you just can make a funny tiktok pretty simply and i think that's what it does well and then i think on the algorithm part as you said um the ability to go to viral on on tiktok is just insane right no other app has that ability you can just go viral from nowhere and i think that tempts a lot of people incentivizes them keep creating content that dopamine that's released when you go viral or from social media interaction or likes etc it's just addictive and tiktok has really really got that right and i hope clubhouse learns from that and maybe implement some of those things as well because clubhouse had a probably a greater rise than tiktok it was a quick ride it was a sharp rise it was a rise where you had all the best people on clubhouse for a good three, four months. And then it started to kind of dwindle. And I hope we get that back on Clubhouse. And I know there's a lot of competitors, Twitter Spaces, uh, Wisdom App, now Colin, I'm doing these podcasts on as well. So we see social audio becoming a thing. And Sana, your question was to do with the future. So what I'm saying is social audio is a new space. We know this is new. We know podcasts have gone big. We know Joe Rogan is one of the big ones signed by Spotify. We know it moved the whole space. People do like listening to podcasts. That's established, right? Now, podcast is successful because you don't have to be there live. You can listen to it on your drive. You can listen to it 
as you're cooking, you can do it whilst you're doing other things, right? Now, with a live audio platform, you have to make a lot of time to be there. And you can be doing other things, but you almost miss shows. You might be busy with something else. And as we've opened up, that's been a bit of a challenge. But I feel these platforms, like, for example, call an app, introduce a way where you can record and have a live room. So it solves both problems. So it's almost dual functionality. It's a podcast and you can be listened to. And what's super interesting, what podcasts don't have is you can't interact with an audience. I think the biggest benefit is people want to speak. People want to engage. People want access to people who have some type of education to share and ask those difficult questions. And I feel like social audio enables that. So for the future, for the human behavior show, I saw that with Colin and I feel like launching this show here, I can not only interact with people who come into this show, right? The Human Behavior Club, Human Behavior Show followers that hopefully we form this community we form. But also, this will be recorded. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and it's very easy. Half an hour episodes, people can go through, do it by topic, a topic you're interested in, and it's all concise in there. So I think the future will be literally, I'm going to try and get on guests who are experts in the fields of neuroscience, psychology, decision-making, and then I'll continue to do founder interviews. I feel like we can learn so much from founders, how they built companies, where they failed, and why they make the decisions in their life they do. They're very smart people. I think there's a lot to be learned from successful entrepreneurs. And with that, I would also want to, you know, continue to interview authors, um, you know, motivational speakers, and other people who've made their name in some way as well. I feel they're always interesting conversations. People are interesting. Um, but we do want to focus on that human behavior side as well with psychologists. And interesting, Sana, you know which content was most successful in Human Behavior Club? Um, no, I would have thought it was like dermatologists or like skin. <laughs> no, it was actually, so you think, yeah, mental health dermatologists, doctors. It was actually relationships. Relationship rooms absolutely blew my mind. People love talking about relationships on the Human Behavior Club. They're our biggest rooms. Um, is that surprising to you? You know, now that you mention it, probably not. Just because I think everyone's situation is so unique that if they can get a little bit of information from a different situation that might possibly help them, I think it's worth it to sit through. And I think relationships affect every single human being, right? So um, it's extremely relatable. Yeah, spot on, spot on, exactly. And I think um, people just want to talk about it as well, right? I think, it's, I remember when you said to me, you were like, Clava sometimes feels like therapy, like on stage therapy. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. happening? No, it definitely did. And that was a big aspect of it. So uh, still doing relationship rooms, they definitely blow up. That, and we're going to try and get some relationship coaches on here as well on this show. Um, because essentially when you think about it, how it ties everything together is, if I want people to live a healthier, longer life, that's one of my objectives, right? Using tech. Okay. So if you understand that relationships affect your health, right? Loneliness, we know, is really bad for your health. We know toxic relationships is bad for your mental health. So relationships and mental health and your health is inextricably linked. Also, in a relationship, there's a lot of behaviors that make a relationship positive or negative. So that includes kind of the behavioral science element of it, or why do we behave the way we do? Why are we attracted to certain people? Why do certain things work and certain things don't work? What can you do and how can you change your behavior to make something successful? So really, I think relationship and relationship tech or relationship apps are actually the biggest 
apps that use behavioral science. So it becomes super interesting. And, and we have, I'll get Jeff on as well. And he's, he's kind of the CEO of the meet group. And, um, he does shows on Clubhouse, but he'll be doing, we'll do one with him here as well. And Sana, on your question. So I'm going to try and interview every leader I have and moderator I have for my human behavior um, entity, um, hear about their background, what kind of content they're doing. And then also alongside that, we'll be trying to get new guests on, interview them, talk about their successes, their failures, and hopefully people can learn from it because essentially um, you learn about everyone's behavior. So that's kind of where I wanted to go for the future. Sana, do you have any ideas of, of where you want to see the show or what you find most interesting about, about some of the content on Human Behavior Show? Yeah, I mean, relationships are obviously very interesting. Um, of course, anything, you know, with like politics and like um, news around the world along with ethics. So I'm sure there's tons of topics um, that you could possibly choose from. But Definitely things surrounding ethics and, uh, you know, relationships. Yeah, and with that, I was going to ask, are you willing to bring the AI the AI rooms back, the artificial intelligence rooms back? I think they were super interesting. Oh, absolutely. They were extremely interesting. And like I said, it kind of seeps into a lot of different topics with AI. You see it in so many different ways, um, especially with advancements, even within the last year. Do you remember some of the, the titles we had? Do you remember any of the titles we had for any of the AI rooms? Because I think they were really interesting. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I can't remember the titles per se, but I know it was AI within like agriculture and um, within warfare, as well as um, just basic, you know, um, day-to-day living. So it was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And, and they're like a lot of... Um a lot of um, engagement that we got for them. So hopefully we can bring some of those experts on as well on, you know, this human behavior show they'll be kicking off. So that's going to be super exciting. So I guess for these last two minutes, as we kind of round off, um, you're listening to the human behavior show, the introductory episode, intro to the digital doctor. I thought I'd talk a little bit of my background. I have my co-host here, Sana Khan, who has a background in data science and project management. And we did the AI show back on Clubhouse. And she's been asking me a little bit about how my journey began, what I'm aiming to do with the Human Behavior Club, and how it became a 700,000-member club, and what led to some of the successes. Um, And I hope that's been valuable to everyone. Um, I hope to be bringing really good content as we kick this series off. Super excited to be working with the team at Colin. And I really think... um, we can make this content super useful. And I would appreciate if everyone kind of, you know, shares the content, pings up their friends, um, makes people subscribe. We're going to try and make this high quality like we did with the Human Behavior Club. And, and that's kind of the overarching aim with what I'm trying to do here. And yeah, finally, I would I would love if people can kind of give me feedback, give me ideas, let me know what they want to um, hear about on the show or if they want to come on the show themselves if you think you're a good speaker or you think you know someone who is please volunteer them you can reach out to me um, on my instagram at dr suhaib imtiaz otherwise known as a digital doctor and you can dm me there and i will reply 
And I would love to have, you know, new faces, fresh faces to try and make this podcast a big success and this show a big success as well. And yeah, please sign up to my newsletter as well. Um, you can get a lot of the summaries from these shows I'm going to be posting on there going forward so you can keep in touch with what's happening. And yeah, we hope to hear the best content in psychology, human decision-making, neuroscience, AI, tech, um, as well as health and wellness. So Sana, thank you so much for kind of helping me here today. And it's so glad to hear from you again. Nope. Thank you. Perfect, everyone. And we will catch you in the next show. So thank you for being here. Take care, everyone. Digital Doctor signing out.